0: Hi everyone, Erin here. So sorry to interrupt today's episode, but I have something amazing to share with you. Do you want to become a mindfulness or wellbeing strategist? Perhaps so. If you do, I have the exact program for you. In partnership with peace United Nations Institution, we are offering a three-month training to certify people in mindfulness and wellbeing strategy. This is a three-month virtual program plus one week in-person retreat in Nosada, Costa Rica. This certificate is in partnership with UPeace, a United Nations International School that focus on social innovation, entrepreneurship, and peace building. The certificate will train participants in meditation, mindfulness, coaching, positive psychology, emotional intelligence, new ways of healing, sales funnels, branding, overall modern day wellness, and how you can launch and grow a business. As a graduate, you can take on -on one-on-one clients as a well-being strategist. Offer wellness programming in corporations, schools, and more. Build your own wellness programming and learn how to attract clients and grow your business. Definitely check out the links in the footnotes. Would love, love, love to have you. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you soon.
1: Welcome to the Wise Women Podcast, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I'm your host, Stephanie Adler, founder of Bright Bean Health, supporting women pursuing optimized hormone health and a greater connection to and sense of self as a result. May this be your time to create well being, balance, and for you to thrive. I'm so excited about today's guest, Alana Tendler. Alana is a New Jersey native who has spent the last five years living abroad and working with businesses to make sure they have efficient processes. In her free time, she loves to practice yoga, spend time with her family and immerse herself in new cultures and communities. Alana is also a client of mine. And today we're going to be talking about a little bit about that experience and what it's like to work with a wellness consultant about her journey. And she will hopefully be answering questions that a lot of you listeners might have about what it's like to be on this wellness journey and to have support in the process. Hey, Alana. How's it going over there in Australia?
2: Hey, it's good, thanks. It's winter though, so it's cold, and I'm looking forward to some American summer soon.
1: Yeah. So tell everyone just a little bit about who you are, what you've been doing over the past few years, and then we'll jump into this amazing wellness journey you've been on.
2: Sure. Um, so I'm originally from New Jersey, but about five years ago decided to move to Tel Aviv to get a master's in business administration. Um and while I was there, I met my now husband who's Australian. So, about two years later, we ended up moving to Australia. And um, I've been working and co working ever since. And yeah, it's been a really amazing couple of years. And we're moving back to the state soon. So, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yes, me too. And that's actually where Alana and I met when we were both living in Tel Aviv. We had a mutual friend, and it's been so fun to reconnect under different like circumstances now in the past few months. And so for everyone listening, Alana has pretty much just finished my four-month wellness coaching program and has one, been just like a dream client. It's been so much fun getting to work with her and also has had amazing success and is really excited to just share where she's coming from and her story because we know that a lot of people listening might be really curious about what that process looks like. And like, Alana and I were just talking before we started recording, and I'll let her say it, but just how, you know, sometimes you jump into these things and you don't really know what to expect, and so we're hoping to shed some light on that for everyone listening today. So maybe if you just wanted to share, Alana, like, what place you were in before we started working together, and yeah, just maybe start with that.
2: Sure. Um yeah, so as Steph mentioned, we met in Tel Aviv probably four or five years ago through a mutual friend. And um, I guess about, so I've been married a little over a year now. And um, I've been on hormonal birth control for about 10 years. Um, and I've been toying with the idea of getting off of it for a while now. Um, I, d- I just had some intuition that I really wanted to get rid of it and kind of not be putting it in my body, but I was holding off. And then about a couple months ago, I decided that um, I just wanted to be done with it. And I was on the last day of my pill and I was like, all right, this is it. I'm done. And my husband was like, wow, okay. (laughs) And then no surprise for anyone who knows about hormonal birth control, but I ended up not getting my period the next month when I thought I was meant to. Um, and After speaking to GP who told me this is totally normal. Don't worry about it Like if you haven't had your period in a year you can come back to me and we can You know sort it out. I can give you another pill I just was left feeling like I wanted to do something different when I stumbled upon Steph's Instagram um, and She was sharing about all the work she does with women amazing amazing work and so I thought well if I'm going to wait a year to go back to the GP and get a pill to jumpstart my period, I might as well try something natural in the meantime. And it's honestly one of the best decisions I've made in a very long time. So um, it's been really, really wonderful to work together.
1: Mm, Thank you. And I I hear this so often, this narrative of Women coming to me after they're feeling just a little bit left dissatisfied and just there's there's something missing from this conventional Western medicine. Oh my goodness, words so hard. Everyone, I'm on (laughs) day 28 of my cycle and articulation is not in my strong suit right now. So I'm just gonna honor that. It's all good. Um, But yeah, you know, there's like something to be left to be desired when I think women are trying to seek treatment from their doctors. And unfortunately, a lot of times this, like come back to me in a year and I can give you another pill is a story I hear a lot. And so post-birth control syndrome, which a lot of people listening maybe don't know about, some people might, is this experience that your body goes through after getting off of hormone or birth control. And there are a lot of steps that you can take to minimize that effect and to help your body heal and return to its natural cycle and natural rhythm, and that was a lot of the work that we Alana and I did together. And I'll let her tell you, like, how did we get started?
2: Yeah. So I think what was interesting for me was that I was really nervous to go off the pill. Um, I would say about five years ago, I was on a bit of a health journey doing yoga teacher training and um, also like leaning more towards a vegetarian diet, which I eventually became fully vegetarian, um, which is another interesting part of this story that I'm sure we'll touch on later. But yeah. Um, I had gone off the pill and I didn't get my period for six or seven months. And at that time I was told that I had polycystic ovaries, even though I had no other real signs of that syndrome. Um, So when I was considering going off the pill, I, there was a lot of fear around it. Like what's going to happen? Am I not going to get my period? What if I, you know, at some stage, my husband, and I would like to start a family, like what's going to be, you know, if, if I have this um, condition, so I was definitely also really nervous about it um, But there was something telling me that I really wanted to get off um, And then I think one of the more interesting things that happened was not only have I gotten really in touch with um, You know my hormones and starting to understand my cycle but also taking another look at what healthy looks like to me and um what actually serves my body. And I think just once we started our intake form, I realized that I was having other issues like um, some constipation and a little bit of bloating and things that I think are, I don't wanna say for everyone, but I think relatively typical of a vegetarian diet, specifically when you do eat um, cheese and carbs a lot, which used to be two of my favorite things to eat. So just taking a holistic look at everything and understanding how it's related has been Just so informative and something that I feel like I will use forever now Um, so yeah, I think the fear factor played a big role in jumping in and Everything that's come since then just understanding the way my body works and the way You know, we get rid of hormones was something I had no idea about so that's been really, really helpful. And yeah, yeah. I loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I also remember when we – so one of the things that I have every single one of my clients do is a food journal. And it's kind of a little bit more of an in-depth food journal than the standard like MyFitnessPal on your phone where I ask you to note how long were you eating, right? Like, Let's take note. Were you eating for five minutes in front of your computer or was this like a sit down meal with your husband? And I remember one of the things that we that came up also was not just like, oh, what am I eating? But it was also like, what are we choosing to talk about at mealtimes? And how is that making me feel? And like this. Just the holistic connection between mind and body and digestion and our thoughts and like what's going around when we were eating. Um, yeah.
2: Um, that definitely was eye opening for me. Um, just by virtue of the fact that my husband and I have had so much going on and have been planning this international move and um, going through the green card process to get him into the States. Um, we definitely have lots of important, heavy topics to discuss. And I I definitely, when we first started working together, it was something that we kind of did over mealtime. And when the conversations got difficult, I, I think it definitely was affecting my digestion. And um, now we don't do that. I mean, we're also further along in the green card process and kind of done with it now. So, so that helps. Um, but just to think about food time as a time to enjoy um, and be mindful was a shift for me and a really good one, both in terms of my body and in terms of all my relationships and just thinking to set aside time for those difficult conversations that's not related to something else that's so important, like fueling our systems and our body to give us what we need, maybe to support those conversations um, has been an amazing positive impact, um, in my life. So definitely grateful for that. And something I would recommend anyone looks at.
1: Yeah. And everyone can start doing that practice, like after they listen to this podcast, right. Just think about what is feeding you at meal times other than just your food, like what's coming in with it. Um, so Tell me a little bit about, and this is fun for me because I don't actually know the answer to this one like what were some of your hesitations before signing up for us to work together? um and like what would you say to women who maybe you're thinking the same thing for any sort of self help self-care work that they might be signing up to do?
2: Well, I think you know some of this, but probably not all of it, but I think that there were two main things holding me back um. The first is just like being someone who adopted a vegetarian diet and was considering vegan, a vegan diet. um, Sometimes it's really confronting and difficult to work with people who don't see eye to eye. And whether this wasn't specifically about you, although I know that you don't follow a vegetarian or vegan diet, um, but this actually also has to do with doctors. Like it's really hard sometimes when People Don't meet you where you're at and I think one of the things that made me feel better about that was during our initial consultation um, We spoke about that and you were kind of like that's not necessarily what I recommend for what you're going through But I can meet you where you're at Um, so that was really helpful and I think that um, I would hope there are like more coaches out there that just really meet people where they're at and I think probably there are Um, so that was that's always been something that's hard is, you know, when you feel attacked for your belief systems or you perceive that you're going to be attacked for those belief systems, um, which ultimately didn't happen. So that was a fear that I, or something holding me back. That was, I guess, irrational. Um, I think the other thing is just that as a woman, or at least the kind of woman that I am, I'm often like really, really giving and prioritize, you know, let's say I'm going out for a meal with my husband's family or even my family and everyone wants to go for Italian. Like I usually try to go along with that. And like, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a people pleaser, but I like to, you know, do whatever makes sense for other areas of my life. And when you start, you know, shifting your diet or kind of putting yourself first, it means that sometimes other things have to take a back seat. Um, So I think there's also just a piece of that and even the financial side, like, okay, if I pay for a coach and I pay for all these supplements and all the other things that go into it, like, what does that mean for the things that, you know, I maybe wouldn't be putting those resources towards. But what I found is that actually um, the financial side was not even an issue at all. Like even just using clean cleaning products like vinegar and things like that is way less expensive. So Um, There's you know a trade and cooking at home is way less expensive than eating out. So that trade-off was good and um, You know being able to advocate for myself and put myself first I think has just been an amazing part of this journey and Oftentimes it didn't mean that I didn't that I couldn't be there for other people for example um, Oftentimes on a Friday night for Shabbat we'll go out for dinner with my husband's family but more recently we've been cooking more and it's allowed me to do, to take care of myself. I also feel like everyone's getting better quality meal, quality food. And like we still have the things there that other people want. If they want some cheese with the salad or, you know, to eat a whole loaf of challah when I choose to, you know, maybe have one bite but not overindulge in the gluten, like that's okay. So I think um, just knowing that you can be flexible and find good compromises is something that I, something that had held me back, you know, the fear that I wouldn't be able to do that, but it's worked out so much better than I ever could have imagined. So um, to anyone listening who's considering it, I think if you find the right person to work with, then you don't have to feel like you're going to be giving up. You really just have everything to gain. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important to touch on, like we mentioned, you know, this like the words dairy and gluten came up. And I think a lot of people fear that like the second they start working with a coach, especially if it's someone who is focused on nutrition or is working on changing something like hormones where we can't ignore the fact that food is a huge part of that. Um they're scared of like what what is this person going to tell me to stop eating, which is a real fear. Okay. You know, we like we attach a lot of emotions and a lot of narratives around our food, and I'm not going to lie, like there are two there are a few foods that I usually have to say to people like if you want to do the best thing for your body, you probably should cut these out from the get go. And then like you said, the reason that I have a program that's like several months and when I say program it's you know not an actual program and that it's different for you than it is for someone else because it's all about meeting someone where they're at and what their individual body needs. But this idea of like you know we have to nutrition is a skill. Like it's not something you can't just like learn the piano overnight, right? It's like something you have to practice in this this idea of like knowing when you can have, you know, you're in France and you want to have the special cheese plate because when in France and, you know, when you're at Shabbat and want to have a bite of the challah, but you don't need to have four pieces. Like all of this comes with time and with practice and also having that like stricter phase to help your body jumpstart its own healing process is really important. And I'd be curious your thoughts on, that accountability piece and like how you felt that was different by having someone that you were checking in with every two weeks as opposed to if you were just doing it on your own.
2: Yeah, um so when we first spoke I was like can't we just come up with a meal plan you can give it to me and I can run with it. I'm, you know, really organized and efficient and good with processes. That's what I do in my day job and Um, you were very right in saying, well, no, it usually works better when someone commits to a four-month program. Um, And that's definitely been the case for me. So I think the accountability piece was great, although there were definitely times like my trip to New York over Passover where I just kind of ate whatever I wanted, which, I don't know, glued in on Passover. But, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, but then... uh, it was so it wasn't only the accountability piece which did help especially initially But it was also having a person to ask all the questions I mean to be able to just text on and be like I'm looking at this supplement or this supplement or um, This is happening or I forget do I do flax seeds or pumpkin today or you know, just to have some that support um, And that knowledge base was what was so helpful to me Um More than anything about the accountability but the accountability as well um just knowing that there was someone that was going to ask how i'm doing and that um they would really like the results show right i mean i've gotten my period now three times since we worked together which just feels amazing and that's because i stuck with what you told me would help and it has helped and i think you know knowing that we were going to check in and have these like really tangible results was a driver for me in sticking with things that I think had you just written up a plan and given it to me, well, you know, the first month you may get your period at six weeks or seven weeks or whatever it is. And then you're like, oh, well, forget this. And so I definitely, I feel so strongly that the four months of a program and accountability was just like really, really necessary.
1: Hmm yeah and it's and it's so amazing like i am so i'm almost like in tears thinking about the results that you've had and i just want everyone to know like alana worked really hard at this and I, and she says this whole piece about her trip to new york but i like and this is a terrible um like, comparison, but I like to say to people, like, relapse is part of recovery. Like, this total going and binging on foods that maybe aren't serving your body's health goals happens to everyone in this journey. And okay. if it didn't happen, I'd be like, something's wrong. Like, you're not telling me something <laughs> is what I would <laughs> be thinking. So no one's thinking about the the trip to New York in terms of that, you you know, it was a slip. Like, it, it was part of the journey. And yeah, I I just want everyone to like take a moment and be really excited and proud of you because you've done a lot of, you do do the real work. And my job as I see it is to write, be that knowledge base and to create suggestions and guides that hopefully help help you meet your health goals. But I can't do it for you. Um, Yeah,
2: well, in terms of the trip to New York, I think the reason I mentioned that was so that people could understand that it's not like I was scared to do what I wanted. But when I got back from New York and I felt absolutely terrible (laughs) and I spoke to you, you were like, yes, well, that happens, like you've just said. And then the accountability and the support and um, the information to say, okay, well, how do we get you back up and running? Maybe you have a little more lemon in your water this week (laughs) or whatever I needed to do. So yeah, I think that even... When I wasn't necessarily being accountable, but being held to be accountable or however you would put it was um, really helpful.
1: Yeah, I totally see that. And my goal And I hope that a lot of other practitioners' goal is I almost want you to mess up at least once so that we can have that learning experience together. Because as we've talked about, life gets stressful. You go on vacations. There's this huge festival that you want to go to and maybe you're going to drink too much. And all of these things happen. It's like the beauty of life. And my hope is that you leave my program or like my, you know, four months with me, not needing me to get back on track. Right. And so having like had done it together, it's like learning how to ride a bike. You know, you need someone holding the back for a little bit and then they push you off and you're good to go forever. So and I feel really confident about how good to go you are. But (laughs) tell, tell people a little bit, if you would, about like some rituals that you've picked up or what I'm calling rituals, but they could be practices or Daily things that you've picked up since we started working together?
2: Um, so, one thing that I actually used to do and then had stopped doing, and now have started doing again since we've been working together, is lemon water in the morning, which I just really, really love. Um, and I always had, or for a long time, I've started my day with a short meditation and a couple, like a gratitude list. And I really, really love that. It's just, really nice way to start the day and remember, you know, why you do what you do and what you're grateful for. Um Other things that I'm doing so (laughs) I started using collagen which I really love and making these amazing smoothies which um I love and another yeah, well, there's a few things so also just um I used to just eat a banana in the morning, but now you could probably speak more to this because I'm probably going to butcher the terms around it. But having a banana with um, peanut butter or some sort of nuts to help regulate my blood sugar, things like that are just like they've really become ingrained in my life. And it makes me feel really good to know that I'm taking care of myself by making those little adjustments. Um, another one, which I really didn't like when we first started <laughs> is that liver tea that I drink, <laughs> and now I really, really like it. Um, like last night I was looking forward to having it. Um, so yeah, a cup of tea at the end of the day, um, some days, but most days. And then I guess my supplements, which, um, that's still a bit of a struggle for me. I don't really love the actual act of swallowing a pill, even though I know these are like herbal and fine like you know good things to put in my body um but when I get through taking them I'm like oh yeah okay this is good for me I'm taking care of myself and um making sure I'm doing that on a daily basis also feels good to me as well so yeah those are some of them I
1: love that And I love your morning gratitude practice. And it's actually, I don't don't think I've told you this, it's inspired my own morning gratitude practice since you told me about it. And now I, before I get out of bed in the morning, I like take some moments to be grateful for like really the littlest things. Like Mm. I'm grateful that I woke up this morning and that my eyes opened. It's like almost a little bit of a prayer of just like my body's working. Thank you. Like what a beautiful thing. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. I have um, a journal app on my phone, which I forgot what it's called. I think it's called one day or something. And the version I have is free, although I've been thinking about upgrading it so I could add a food journal on top of it just to keep notes. Um, Cause I think you only get one free, but I keep my gratitude list there every day. And then I can also see when I haven't done it in a while, And I definitely can feel a difference. Like sometimes on the weekends, I just totally forget because I'm out of my weekly routine and um, yeah, just starting your day that way I think is such a nice thing to do.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess I don't know what other questions I want to ask you. There's so many (laughs) fun things we could talk about and I feel like I had a really good question and now I'm all brain foggy day 28 and i can't really remember what it was but it'll come to me i'm sure so i oh no that wasn't what it was about okay never mind <laughs> everyone listening is like where is this going um yeah so maybe do you want to tell people like what you're looking forward to now that we've technically finished our time together and although i feel like i've gained a f- friend and I'm sure we're still going to be in touch a lot. Oh, I remember I was going to talk about supplements, but we'll go back to that. Um, Okay. But yeah, just like what are you looking forward to continuing to grow with and to work on?
2: Um, I think more than any – well, we are moving back to the States, so that's just a very – Exciting time in my life in general, but another exciting thing that comes along with that is everything that you can get in the States (laughs) Um, so being in Australia like (laughs) I'm sure that everything is available here. So if we have any Australia Australian listeners I don't want to offend them but um, I'm definitely excited to get back to the States and like try all these different products that I feel like have come to market in the past five years when I haven't been there But um, I'm also looking forward to cooking more and just seeing how everything translates to being home. Um, Since we are moving, it means that I get to buy all new things. So I'm looking forward to buying all new, very clean products that have no toxins in them down to like our mattress and our sheets and everything, which is another thing that I had been wanting that I had always thought about, but um, didn't feel like I had great information on or could really justify it, especially when I have all perfectly good things at home or what someone would think is perfectly good. So yeah, just looking forward to that next phase of doing that like revamp in my home.
1: Were you surprised when we, as we were working together, when there was other things that came up that had nothing to do with your diet that I was talking to you about?
2: Um. Not entirely. I think maybe just because of my background, like between yoga and, you know, I've read books about having gut health and things like that. So it wasn't totally foreign or shocking to me. But um, I do think that it's hard to piece it all together. And if you don't study nutrition or don't have a background in it, it's hard to know kind of which things to stick to. And how to incorporate all of it into your life and just taking it step-by-step step as we went through the program and breaking it down and understanding that plastic is, you know, plastic containers are the worst when something's hot. So like if you use a plastic container when something's cold, it's not the end of the world. Like those sort of things just were so helpful.
1: Mm, yeah. And I mean, I, when I was going back to school um, for, for, people listening. I have an undergrad in conflict resolution. And then I decided to go back to school and I really wanted to study nutrition. I had healed myself from um, a lot of distress when I was a kid through diet and lifestyle. And I was debating for a long time going back and getting like my Yeah. Like a registered dietitian, my RD, or if I wanted to do like a more holistic program and they both had pros and cons, And I decided to do this holistic nutrition consulting program because it was really like the full picture. And you were really, I felt like Alana is like one of the most intuitive people. I know and I it was just so funny like these things would come up in our conversations and she would be like yeah I intuitively knew that and I intuitively felt <laughs> that and I'm we in our last session really started on the talk of like now that she's cycling more regularly and everything is working in a way that she's gonna start feeling things more this estrogen progesterone dance that's going on um and we started talking about like what cycle syncing might look like i think you're gonna take over the world with your intuition now that (laughs) it's all gonna line up after 10 (laughs) years (laughs) um yeah, I also just wanted to circle back to the supplements because I think that a lot of practitioners and, and I actually think that supplementing is really important in therapeutic doses at certain times. And this is something a lot has all heard before. But for other people listening, like, I'm not going to throw supplements at you. At least this is my practice for the sake of asking you to take supplements. And I actually usually don't bring them up. Until like around halfway through, because my goal is really food first. Like, let's supplements are supposed to be a supplement, right? Like, to what you're eating and not a replacement. And I think sometimes if you start off that way, it can be like, oh, well, I don't have to eat this special or drink this tea, or I don't have to eat this special food. But my goal is that, like, eventually you don't take the supplements forever, right? And that you are just eating these foods and letting them become a part of your diet. But sometimes we do need that supplemental support. Um, And, like, I totally feel that, like, sometimes that swallowing of the pill, even if it's an herbal thing, can feel funny and icky. And especially with things like magnesium, like, I love to be able to say, like, okay, take Epsom salt baths or, like, rub magnesium into your body and, like, definitely try and work with people to find the right solutions for them. And I'm so grateful when you know, like I loved that thing of just like, I didn't love, I don't love doing it, but I'm doing something good for my body and I know it and I feel that. And so if you have anything to like elaborate or add to that for people who may be your supplement skeptics, which I don't blame you because there's a lot of yucky supplements out there which i think is actually one of the biggest benefits of working with a practitioner is having their like seal of approval on certain supplements and being able to i remember when you were saying things <laughs> in australia like us sending messages back and forth with like labels from the australian yeah. supplement stores and like the cleaning supplies and i was like doing so much research on australia's everything it was great um, <laughs> but yeah like if you have anything you want to elaborate to that of like how you're feeling in terms of supplements and just, you know, cause I think that's something definitely folks resonate with.
2: Yeah. Um. So I think for me, so my, my dad is a doctor like Western medicine anesthesiologist and um, he's always been like, you don't need vitamins. Like you get everything you need from your food. And while I think that might be true to some extent, I Definitely do feel that there. Well, I know that there are things I wasn't getting in my diet and still don't get that I can get through supplements. One of them is, for example, fish oil. Like, I just don't like the taste of fish, and it's not something I want to eat or ever plan to eat. Um, So, if I need that in my body, or if that's beneficial or helpful, then I trust that that makes sense and that I should take those supplements. Um, it's funny that you mentioned about all the Australian labels and stuff like that. I think for me, because I, I've never really been a supplement person. I've always, you know, kind of subscribed to what my dad told me, which is we don't need them. Um, but I think one of the things that working with you was really helpful, like just opened my eyes to was that sometimes we do need things to help us to support different activities. So if I'm trying to detox my liver and like, you know, get rid of certain things that I've been putting into my body through birth control pills, then maybe I need help with that. And what was very overwhelming for me was trying to figure out which supplements, how, like, before we started working together, I had started doing apple cider vinegar tonics. And like, like there's mixed reviews online. Some people say it's great. Some people say it's awful. Some people say it doesn't do anything. So then the confusion and like total overload of information was just too much for me. Um, And that's part of why I ultimately did decide to work with you. And it proved to be so helpful. Like when I was sending, I say, and part of it is because I trust you, not only because I know you, but because I really feel like you know what you're talking about. Like most of your clients do get good results. Like I really trusted that if I sent you a label, and you didn't think that that supplement was a good one, you were going to tell me. So then I ended up with all supplements that were good and were beneficial. And I think just the proof of my cycle returning and just, you know, feeling good. I mean, I'm not bloated anymore. I like, I, I'm not constipated. I don't have diarrhea. Like, might be in a normal circumstance, like too much information to share, but the truth is, I feel good. So, why would I not use the resources I have available? And if that is in the form of herbs and a supplement, well, that's okay, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think supplements really help with this, like modern day diet, one which like our soil isn't as good as it used to be. And also like if you want to be a vegetarian or if you want to be someone who doesn't eat fish, like I'm happy to tell you like, okay, eat as much chia seed and purslane as you can because those are the best plant-based sources of omega-3. But like there's only so much chia seeds and purslane a person wants to eat. And sometimes it's like if I can take this trusted pill, I'd rather get it through that. And that's like a personal decision, um, which can be really nice. And that information is never TMI, by the way. Like, I love people are always like in the beginning, like scared to share information with me. And it's like, that's my job. I love talking about poop. Like, how often are you pooping? And is it in the morning? And like, what shape? And all the good stuff. And I love this little piece you had on like one sharing that is important because something I find in my job is people are experiencing bloating and diarrhea or constipation or brain fog or fatigue or all of These things, and they're just chalking it up to it's normal, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's okay. I feel this way so often that it's a part of my normal life. Which it yeah, I didn't think
2: me. anything of it. Like I literally was just like, oh yeah, well I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't think more of it. I mean, it wasn't really impacting my day to day life. But now that um, I'm not suffering, I just can't believe that I ever lived with those. Um, those issues before.
1: Yeah. And that's totally a piece of my health philosophy of I think that through nutrition, through lifestyle and mindfulness changes, we're so much more free to achieve our full potential. Like we can be so much more creative when we don't feel like we need to unbutton our pants after every meal and just like feel that ickiness. And I know that it's something, it's feedback I get where people just be like, I didn't even know I was experiencing brain fog before it went away. And now I'm Mm. like 10 times more productive at work. And I have more free time with my family in the evenings because I don't have to spend twice as long doing my work because I'm more focused. And just these little things that I think people don't even pick up on, Um, which is just sad, you know, that we live in this world where we just think these symptoms are normal. So if you're someone who's experiencing some of these things, think about like what you could do with all of that free energy and time that you're spending feeling that way. Um, Yeah. So like top highlights and like any other of, you know, your wellness journey to this date, like what are you feeling most proud of? What are you feeling like was really meaningful in terms of, This journey like on the top high level and like any words to women who might be in the same place that you were?
2: I think the number one thing if if there was only one takeaway would be doing something that was really for myself and seeing how it not only really really benefited me but also benefited everyone around me um because if you're not taking care of yourself and showing up for yourself, then you can't really properly show up for anyone else. So I think that that's an important message to women just across the board, whether it has to do with showing up in your career or, you know, negotiating the right salary um, or, you know, taking care of yourself and your health. Um, That's the number one thing. And then also just, I mean, secondary to that, which isn't really necessarily secondary, but, um, the impact that it's had on all of my relationships and everything, my relationship to food, um, you know, having better timing with those conversations with my husband or whoever else it might be. Um, you know, I think people tend to talk about things over meal time, which is something that I definitely am not doing anymore and it feels better. Um, and, mostly also for sticking with it and making the investment in myself and in my health and not beating myself up when I maybe fell off the wagon or, you know, had the relapse and just um, really getting curious about what I was putting in my body and how I was showing up for myself and, you know, taking from that experience and doing the best I can moving forward to, you know, make sure that I'm, meeting my own needs.
1: I love so much this ripple effect. And I think as women, we so often, like you said, like we put other people first and we don't, you know, put our resources into things that are like really nourishing to ourselves and to our soul because we think they need to go to all these other places. And I think it really shows when you show up for yourself. And I can't wait to see where else it goes for you <laughs> Thank and you. so yeah and 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 also just like the ripple effect of the way it affects like you the people around you and like now I know your husband is like using different like essential oils as like you know his <laughs> cologne and like it I love like when you start he also changes. stole
2: my deodorant <laughs>
1: <laughs> amazing
2: <laughs> which is just hilarious
1: <laughs> I love that Oh my gosh. I need to find out what deodorant is. I can never rec- recommend the right one for guys, it seems. So, oh my gosh.
2: He loves it. I don't know if they sell it in America. I might have to, you know, start an import export business. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or just stock up before you go, just like pick a suitcase Definitely. full of deodorant <laughs> back to the States with you. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like the effect that when we start to heal ourselves, just by showing up and being ourselves in this like 2.0 version, which is really, I think, the original pure version of us. It's Mm. inspiring to those around us and, you know, they can share in the journey in a lot of different ways. So my last question for you is if you had all of the ears of all the women in the world, what message would you give them? 100%
2: 100% it would be, no pun intended, but to trust your gut. And by that, I mean, trust your intuition. Um, I feel like we've touched on intuition once or twice or maybe more than that in this podcast. But um, as you mentioned, there were so many things that I intuitively knew, but I second-guessed myself. And I, um, without having the right education or the right background, I just... It it didn't make sense also because it's not necessarily what society would tell us to do or what kind of the quote-unquote norm might be, although I hope some of these holistic healing practices will become more of the norm. But um, yeah, every time that my intuition told me something, you confirmed it for me, which was such a gift. And I'm so grateful that um, I've been able to have you as a resource and guide in my life. But for anyone listening who is having these intuitive thoughts, should I go off birth control? Should I maybe take a look at my diet? Is it serving me? Is it not serving me? Um, Should I not go on a run today? Or should I do a slow flow instead of a fast flow? Like, listen, because um, you do know. You know what you need. So that Um, is what I would say.
1: (laughs) You do know what you need, especially you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So for anyone listening who wants to find out more about the specific work that I do, um, you can definitely reach me at brightbeanhealth.com or on Instagram, brightbean. And also like those other practitioners that you might be looking at or following or have been thinking about working with, I think hopefully you'll leave this conversation with a lot of really great questions to ask them and to ask yourself to see if this is a journey that you want to begin and get on. So Thank you to everyone listening. Please comment your thoughts below about this podcast. And as always with podcasts, we need high ratings, subscribers, and comments to receive good standing and to continue sharing wise words with women around the world. So please comment, subscribe, rate us. We love hearing from you. Big love and looking forward to chatting again next week.
0: Thanks so much.